obviously. Um, I'm a huge Caps fan. I always have been. And to be there at that game with my teammates and for us to bring, you know, our gold medals to to there and share it with everyone in this area was really, really special for me. And just the support and it's been tremendous from everyone in this area. And you could feel that there at that game. Welcome to Sports on the Hill podcast. Hashtag DC Sports Without the Politics with Carol and Robbie on True Radio Network. That's right. It's Monday night. Sports on the Hill podcast, True Radio Network, coming at you live from the lab. You see, we already got Robbie G in the man cave. We got Anna posted up, ready to go over this two-in-one week for the Capitals and go over this upcoming Canadian road trip. Robbie G, how you doing tonight, good sir? I'm doing okay. Uh, it's a, a rough night in the, in the man cave, but I'm excited to be here with you guys. Uh, uh, I'm hoping that the rest of my family starts to feel a little better. They're all a little under the weather, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that it's a, a better week than last week. We got some victories to talk about, I know, and all facets of last week's show it was all losses including watching one live uh that was rough but we'll we'll break that down in just a second but at least the rest of the week went well for the capitals and uh for the wizards also a two and one and uh hopefully hoping to get brian brennan back on the show at the very end to talk about the fact that dc united is two and oh uh to start the season uh so uh that's pretty exciting uh carol i know that you've got some football news you want to do it before the hockey talk or you want to do it at the end uh, I said, let's go ahead and do the Capitals now, and I fin- finish up with football because I didn't share that all to the Capitals group, so I know they don't want to hear us talking about no. Yeah, football. okay, that sounds good. Uh, well, Anna, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks so much. It was a, a fantastic weekend with some gorgeous weather. I'm coming into my birthday week. Uh, my daughter actually celebrated her birthday on the first, but she took some of her friends to go see Batman yesterday. <laughs> um which was great they they loved it I, I know it was very long but um I didn't go my husband took them but it seemed like it was a a good a good birthday celebration all around for being 11. Nice well, yeah congratulations to her that's awesome and uh, I, I figured maybe you had seen it Robbie or Carol I have I have not seen it no I do I, I do want to see it but I may have to wait for it to be on HBO Max I just don't know if I can get out of the house at this point to uh to see a, a movie but uh it looks good it's got good reviews a lot of my close friends who i really trust about movies uh say it's really good so uh, i look forward to catching it when i can for sure but uh uh carol how are you doing tonight i'm doing pretty good uh me here watching the boston la game 
Boss is up 2 1 with 15 50 left in the third. They're on the power play right now. Uh, you know, feeling good. You know, beautiful Monday. We got some good hockey. Got a couple of football updates for the Commanders fans. And uh, I know you guys got the NBA taken care of. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, new month. You know, finally spring's right around the corner, tax time right around the corner. So, you know, it's a good time to be a car salesman. Right. How are the good. car sales going, Carol? I've been I've been thinking about you. Uh, it's been a little rough uh, last month, you know, but I came through, you know, got enough to do what I needed to do. I already got a couple good. of sales for this month, you know. So if anybody's in the market for a new used vehicle, come on down. Check me out down at Waldorf Honda, 2450 Crane Highway. New credit, bad credit, no credit. It's <laughs> in your business because we can get it done for you. Awesome. But all right, let's go ahead and get in some cash talk. I don't want to do too many self, uh, too many plugs <laughs> for all the stuff I'm going to be here all night. But uh, uh, well, the Cavs definitely had a good week, you know, two and one. Unfortunately, you know, the game we were covering last week was an unfortunate loss of Toronto. They're actually uh, actually playing also. I think they're up three two. I just saw a highlight. So, um, but it was definitely an impressive week after that. So. Anna, I'll let you go ahead and get into the breakdown and we can break down these games and preview this most important road trip coming up. Yeah, definitely. Well, I don't know. I honestly, I didn't write down the, the Toronto game stats because. Uh, yeah, I think we can honestly, people want to see our live reaction to that and how <laughs> devastated we were. I highly recommend them checking out last week's show because you saw the ups. Well, and, down to yeah. start the ups and then the crashing back down. Tom Wilson had two goals. That's yes. And it was episode 43 so of this season. So I thought that was kind of fitting that he would score two goals on that night. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's pretty, pretty rough. Let's talk about the two good ones. And if people want to see that uh, negative one, they can <laughs> check out last week's show. All right. Few. Cause I was like, yeah, I don't need to recap that one. So on Thursday, Carolina came up to play the Capitals. Uh, wow. Honestly, this was the first time I can say in a while that we saw a full 60 minutes of caps playing and how fantastic was it? Uh, Kuzi scores the first goal. In the first of the power play goal at 1833, unassisted. Awesome. Uh, Farivari, who I'm starting to just adore, uh, even though he's 42, not quite 43, but that's okay. I'm still loving it. Uh, he scores his fourth at 830, assisted by Sherry and Hathaway. And then Obi gets his 33rd with a power play goal at 1505, assisted by Carlson and Oshie. So it was a welcome back Oshie, welcome back Mantha kind of night, uh, which I know we were kind of happy all around. Closing out the third uh, with Orloff's eight, assisted by Sherry and Schultz. Uh, three stars, you've got Vanacek, outstanding shutout for that goalie, uh, Kuzi and Faravari. So this game to me, I, I will say, I will be 100% honest, I went into this with um, high hopes, but wouldn't be surprised if we kind of had our asses handed to us because uh, it is Carolina and they've been, their record is fantastic and just who they are. But I will say when this team came out on that first period, I was like, that's it. Like we have, we've got this. Uh, did I expect a shutout? No. Was I beyond thrilled? 
oh hell yeah <laughs> this is a great game this is what they needed to be honest so i hope both of you saw it yes i definitely did but carol i'll get your take first this definitely was a beautiful game to watch as a Caps fan. Uh, the loss to the t- Toronto the first on uh, Monday, I felt because you know they were getting pieces back. That's why we saw some of the inconsistencies, and I felt like this game was solidifying that okay everybody's back. We got a game under our belt. Let's go out here and play Capitals hockey. And even though Mantha didn't get a goal in this game, he was key. And then being a net front presence, which we haven't seen from this team in a long time. So it was good to see him back out there. I think he had like 16 minutes that game for his first game back after over four months. That's saying a lot for his conditioning and being out there and, you know, being able to, you know, contribute to some of the goals being scored, even though he didn't get an assist or a goal. He was instrumental in getting those uh, dirty goals in front. And the fact that the power play is, uh, you know, starting to get back going, I believe they scored 16 goals and the power play goals in the last 16 games. We were complaining about the power play earlier, but we see how important TJ Oshie is to the power play. Because even when we got Nikki back, they were still, excuse me, you know, not effective. But Oshie's back, you know, his, his intangibles and what he does in that bumper position is so key that he's deadly for the pass, he's deadly to shoot, and he just makes things happen. And we saw in the first goal of this game, he was instrumental on that power play of keeping the puck in, going to fighting and, you know, bumping it over to the half wall for it to get back in the rotation and didn't get cleared. And it led to the goal not even 10 seconds later. So I think everything was clicking this game and uh, got to take your head off the double V. He was locked in. And if you, you know, watched it on my feed, if you saw some of the Words that uh, Brian McClendon said before this game, talking about, you know, the goalies having to step up and, you know, free agency to trade deadline and everything. And I felt this game, the double V, you know, took that personally. He went out there and showed that, hey, I can go out there and do it and get a shutout against Carolina, the top team in the division. Huge. Knew that was a statement right there. And it was uh, definitely a, a, a good game to watch as a Capitals fan because, like you said, they played a full 60 minutes. And this type of hockey right here, that's, yeah, that's playoff hockey that you can go on long runs with. They can take this tape and replay it every day. They play like that. They can go a long way in the playoffs. I agree. I was so happy to see all the Russians participate and contribute. And I know they've been going through such a hard time. And, you know, we didn't really talk about it last week, and I won't get too far into it. But there's just such a fractured fan base right now between people who are like, got to condemn Ovi, you know, because he's got an Instagram profile picture with Putin. And there's the other side, they're like, you know, and he's getting it from all sides. And meanwhile, he's in a scoring slump and, you know, different um people that were sponsoring him are no longer actually going to you know continue the same level of sponsorship and he's got all that weighing on him and here he goes and he just produces and koozie too i mean people forget it. it's easy ovechkin's the spotlight and everyone's talking about him but you got to figure that koozie and orla feel it in a lot of the same ways because i'm sure that ovechkin is one of their closest friends and so they're witnessing this firsthand behind the scenes and they've got to produce as well right yeah. so uh koozie gets that power play goal it's considered unassisted i you know i I question (laughs) this uh call on the sheet technically no player on the other team touched it between two players of ours touching it and then him scoring the goal 
but uh, you know, I don't know. Questionable call there by the scorekeeper. And I know it's a home scorekeeper, but they've actually cost us a couple of assists in the past as well. Uh, but anyway, Kuzi, they say it's unassisted power play 16th of the season. Um, I, I love getting scoring from the defense. It's a beautiful goal um, by Favari. And then Ovi on the power play from his you know spot. Uh, John Carlson and TJ Oshie, you know, are playing well. A lot of people have been calling for John Carlson's head these yeah. last couple of weeks. And I don't, I don't, uh, a lot of people, I know you don't read the comments, but a lot of people want John Carlson out. And I just like, uh, I don't see it, but people are con- trying to convince me. Do, of they, it, but... do they see what he does defensively and offensively? We saw the highlight of where, Nikki and where Ovi is points with the franchise. John Carlson's number six on that list for yeah. points as a defenseman. And he's yeah. solid when he plays defense. Some of these folks, I think they even smoking crack or they smoking meth. <laughs> well, he, he gets burned a couple of times and people no one feeds into it, it feeds into their oh. narrative, right? But so I think that's Honestly, like what frustrates me about Carlson is if he has an amazing game, everyone's like, oh, 74, fantastic, keep it up, the best thing we ever did. He has one, you know, mishap, one kind of not so great game, and everyone's like, trade him. You know, it's like for some reason, he's a target. Uh, I like him. I always have. I think that um, he is, you know, he's a force. And I think that he is someone that needs to be on that, that line to just help my God, like the other players that are, you know, from Hershey that are coming or whomever he's going to be paired with. Um, I've got no complaints. I have no complaints with John Carlson. And so people just from, to shut it. for the last, what, three, four years. He's been <laughs> in the North. Exactly. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Let it go. I know, I know. And he had some bad games. I'm not saying that he's Everybody perfect. has bad games. I, no I, I, I know, but I've never been calling for it. But I want, because I know I'm going to be that intermediary, because Carol doesn't even know it, but I'm sure, Anna, you've seen it, right? Like, as you sit on some oh. of these message boards. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. There, that's just it. Like, I have to, <laughs> I have to personally just uh, do Walk something away. like read but not allow myself to react because i'm gonna get all kinds of fired up because people are <laughs> such jerks but yeah especially uh, in the, the big rooms right do you share this post yes. too? And i encourage them to come on and debate us about this if they'd like to but you know I, I i share it and i run because it's like ah you know it's not a it's not a group i mean there's some people that keep on every night saying whenever VTech wins, see it. I'm glad it's not Sammy. I'm like, why yep. do you have to have Sammy's name in your mouth? Celebrate the fucking win. Like, exactly. I, you know, it's like it, it frustrates me. It's like, I get it that double V is doing better than Sammy. You don't have to constantly say it on every comment and every fucking post. It yep. like, it's old. Yeah. Just celebrate the motherfucking victory. Like, I don't I, like her. Uh, it's 100%. like, it makes me so frustrated. Right. Yep. Carol, like, it's just like, why can't people ever be happy? It's the same fans that's, that's as the Washington gotta, football team. Like, it's the you gotta same. You got to get out of these groups, man. You got to get out of <laughs> these groups, man. I had, I learned, bro. You got, you cannot be in these groups. Like, when folks comment, if it's a good comment, I reply, I like it. If it's a dumb comment, I just leave it alone because I know it's not going to turn anything productive. And yeah. I tell them all, I'm not going to sit here typing keys on here. If you want to debate me, 
debate me online. We can come on the show. Or we can do a special show, and I can just shut you down on your own private show. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here typing. I would love that. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, so I mean. Your- if I have and to come into one of these groups, we have to have like a round table and I sit all these people down and try to get them to calm down. Then but I would, but wouldn't that be like <laughs> flipping fantastic to be like, yeah, bring it. Come on. Yeah. You're hiding behind your keyboard. And now we're only asking you to come on a podcast and, and yeah, cameras on, but come on, step up and tell us what you really think, because I'm over the goalie thing. I le- legit and Robbie, I know exactly who you're talking about because I saw your comment on. And I'm going to uh, continue to comment every time he mentions his name. Every shut up. time. I'm going to say every time, shut up if V's winning, just stop <laughs> saying it. I'm going to literally be as annoying as yeah. he is to everybody else, to him <laughs> until it gets some sense in his head. Yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. And I, I mean, it's like, you know, I will, I will 100% own up to humble pie with um, Orloff. Um, drives me crazy. But you know what? When he does well, you acknowledge it, whatever, we move on. But um, for some of these people to be, you know, ready to just, you know, Carlson's got to go. This person's got to go. Shut up. (laughs) Not taking it. Yeah. So and then the last thought I had was Arloff, as you mentioned, you know, scored uh, that last goal at the very end there. um, And he's been playing really well lately. I mean, I just... Uh, I'm excited. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to Connor Sherry. So he gets two assists in this game, right? No, in and the next one. No, no, he gets two assists in this game. In this in one? This, yeah, he has two assists in this game to get to. Oh yes, sorry. To get to a hundred assists for his career, yes. and in yes. the next game he gets two goals to get to a hundred goals in his career in back-to-back games. I've never seen it happen where he actually hits the 200-point milestone with his hundredth goal, Carol, which I think as a numbers nerd, I thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> I've never seen that before that he hit two milestones at the same time uh, with one goal. Um, but just, he had a great week. I mean, he had the two assists in he this did. one, which were crucial. We'll, t- we'll talk about the two goals shortly, but I just, I don't think that he gets enough credit and he's a great player um, and he's been crucial for us. I mean, but if uh, you- you yeah. see, he was on the third line. Remember when they started him on the top line of a week ago? And with, with him and his speed, it's a, he's not a top line player, but they were rewarding him for the hard work. But when he's in that second or third, you know, line in that, that spot, he has the speed that can take advantage of any defender and catch him flat footed. And I want to talk about that in the next game with number 45. I know y'all probably know more about him, but I like that kid. Uh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, we're going to talk about him too. But uh, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. Sherry, he he's definitely a key piece. You got to have those gritty, you know, gritty guys that, uh, you know, contribute, that hustle, that, you know, definitely has speed that can take advantage of, uh, you know, like I said, a mishap. You get a, on the third line, you're not necessarily getting the top parent on defense, so you might get a defender that's not in the top game and take advantage of it. And that's what we saw that, uh, in this game. I agree. Well, let's get into this uh, 5-2 game against Seattle, and I'll break down the scores, and then uh, we'll talk about it some more. All right, sounds good. So Saturday, the Caps welcomed the Kraken. Uh, first period at 11.30. Tom Wilson scores his 18th with a backhand assisted by Ovechkin and Kuzi. And I'm just going to say, 
absolutely beautiful fantastic replay if you haven't seen it the highlight this was just amazing not just because it's Tommy but yeah because it's Tommy like let's just say but it was it was oh my god way to go Tommy um 34 seconds later uh Orloff gets his number nine for his number nine um, assisted by Dowd and Jensen, and then Seattle scores at 1656 and uh, first in the second period, but then Sherry scores and gets his 13th with the power play goal assisted by Wilson and, and Ovechkin. Ovechkin gets number 34 with the power play goal 57, excuse me, 47 seconds into the third period. And then we have Sherry scoring with an um, empty netter at 17.50 for a 5-2 win. Three stars, Ovechkin, 100%, Wilson, and Sherry. So this, this was another fantastic game to see. And, and yeah, like Connor Sherry, like I, again, for me, like the, I – I almost loved seeing him in the second game as much as I did the first game. It's like, you know, both they were fantastic for him, but like this game was, yeah, way to go, way to carry it over, you know, just good, good vibes, good playing, smart hockey. It was great to see, but that Wilson goal in the beginning just kind of set off, I think the whole um, attitude and, and momentum for the, for the whole game. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as Carol was alluding to, I really do like um, <coughs> our, our uh, it's Axel is his name. So it's AJR, is that right? AJR, yeah. Yeah, so um, he's fast as hell. He's like a faster I like Aglin. him. I and like him quiet. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but those lines, like I was just looking at, at the lines for that night, you know, you have the Ovi, Kuzi, Wilson, the classic top line now. You got that Mantha, Backstrom, Oshi line, which feels so much more complete now that the you know mantha's on that line people are starting yeah. to see why i like him he's making a lot of good moves uh, a lot of heavy moves i'm you know the scoring is going to happen for him i yeah. really do believe it'll come uh but he's making space for oshi and backstrom to work which i think is just as important as scoring himself um he's kind of doing the tom wilson thing on the other side right so yeah um because uh oshi is where wilson is and so they kind of flip-flop it which is good um and then there's that question I like McMichael. Some people are thinking Sprong should get some more playing time. Sprong is good too. So there's like a really tough situation there between it's McMichael, Air, Eller, and they usually switching between Sprong or Sherry. But Sprong could play the other side too. But McMichael's yeah. been playing well as, as well. So it's, it's tough. Uh, we've got a lot of good players that can slot in the third line. I'm so happy that Eller is playing well from the center position there. And then you have AJF, as we were talking about, Dowd and Hathaway on that. Uh, fourth it. line and I think that fourth line could stay uh, I think yeah. you know I feel really bad for Hagelin with the eye injury um, there, we do not know when he is going to come back it is pretty serious and you could even hear some of the players talking about it in the post game that he's really in the forefront of a lot of their minds um, so I hope that he gets uh, you know I hope he regains everything he needs to in that eye I mean that's a serious injury that's serious uh, for sure um but I, I'm just really happy with, you know, how it played. You know, this was a classic trap game. I'm happy we went up to nothing. I did not like that they tied it to two. Uh, Connor Sherry uh, showed up on the power play, you know, <laughs> which was a, such a key goal to regain momentum in that second period. And then, you know, Ovi early in the third, a carryover penalty 
uh, from the second week. I feel like we rarely score in the carryover, but so I'm really kind of happy <laughs> to see it happen. I always feel like the penalty happens over an intermission, like it almost always doesn't work out for us, even with a fresh ice. But I, I see it work for other teams, uh, but it just doesn't seem to happen for us. So I'm happy that it did this time. And Connor Sherry getting the empty net, and he worked hard for it too. Yeah. And, uh, just I thought a really great game, and we should beat an expansion team who's been terrible all season, but we'd already lost in Seattle to them. So it was important that we get uh, this big victory. And now Ovechkin uh, has two goals in two games against Seattle. So that's kind of cool. Um, Carol, any other thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, this was an interesting game. Like you said, they started out with a 2 nothing lead, and uh, Seattle got back into it. And it's also ironic that they beat them 5-2 because they lost to Seattle 5-2 early in the season. Um yeah, this game was definitely uh, a good game for them to, you know, come back from, like you said, having a 2 nothing lead and getting the tie back up. Uh, they got an early goal in the second period to get, you know, tie the game up. And with Ovi getting an early goal in the third on a power play, you know, I feel like that solidified the game for them. Pretty much, you know, took all the Seattle's hopes away. Uh, excuse me, Double V had another great game. Excuse me, had a 939 save percentage, gave up two goals on 31 uh, shot attempts. Um, it was just, you, you see the hustle, you see the fight, you see the determination in this team now that everybody's back healthy. And now, you know, with Double V playing the way he's played in the last two games, even the game against Toronto, he didn't, you know, play bad. He, uh, you know, he took the loss, but he didn't give up all of those goals. So I think that if he continues to play like this and this team continues to play defense and the heavy game and the net presence game, then they can be very dangerous. But they have to get their team locked in because we see Carolina, you got to look at Pittsburgh. They're now second in division now. And those two teams are clicking right now. They had the same issue. Well, Pittsburgh had the same issues with being injured early. Uh, now they got Malkin back and got their pieces back, and now they're on the tear. So this team needs to, you know, get in the groove. There's a month and what, two weeks, three weeks left in the season. They're in fourth place in the division, eighth in the conference. So now they're holding on to the wild card spot. They have a 10-point lead over the next team that's uh, behind them. So, I mean, now is the time for them to step it up, get some uh, consistency, and get the defense locked in. And if Double V continues to play like he's been playing, they can go on a nice hot streak. And uh, it's definitely going to start with this road trip that's coming up that we about to break down. Yeah, let me uh, quickly break down what the games are, and then I'll get both of your takes. And we're, we're going to do it just for speed. I'll let you – I'm going to go through all three games, and then I'll let you guys okay. break down all three games, each one of you. Sure. Um, so the Calgary one is at 9 o'clock tomorrow, Tuesday, March 8th. It's at Calgary. Uh, this is an important game because it's Ovi and Nick's uh, thousandth game together, which is incredible. Um, that means that Ovechkin will have only not played in 36 games of Backstrom's career, which is just like remarkable to me. A thousand out of a thousand thirty-six. Yeah. I was looking at that. I was like, wow. You know, we talk about how many games Ovi's been able to show up, but I mean, it's basically his entire Backstrom's entire career uh so amazing uh, that that's really cool uh that they will hit that milestone um 
you know, Nicholas Backstrom is also very close to a thousand points and he would become the second capital in history to do that. And I know that if you're watching our Twitch feed, we have got Ovi and Backstrom, um, you know, up there. And we also have them behind uh, Carol and Anna as well, but uh, just uh, some pivotal things that might happen this week. And yeah, so things that we'll be looking forward to. And then a back-to-back game against a tough Edmonton team, uh, Wednesday, March 9th, that's an eight o'clock start for that one. Mm -hmm. So it's an earlier West coast game. Uh, so that one's going to be a tough back-to-back. Then they got one night off Thursday, and then they got to go right back to it on Friday at Vancouver. That's a later game. It's a 10 o'clock game, but to play three games in four nights against three pretty decent teams, um, uh, you know, it's going to be a really, really tough road swing. I'll, I'll start with Carol, and then I'll get Anna's thoughts. Sure. Uh, it's definitely is going to be a test. Like I said, you mentioned the back-to-back and, you know, three games and four nights against tough competition, especially on their home ice. Calgary is one of the hottest teams in the league. I believe they have four 20-plus goal scores on their team right now. Uh, so this is definitely going to be a test for the Capitals. They're going to have to withstand that first 10 minutes of the first period and uh, not give up any goals because, you know, the crowd's going to be hyped. They're going to be amped up. And it's just about playing Capitals hockey, playing 200-foot game, heavy on the forecheck early in the game. So you start wearing them down. So they start looking over their shoulder when they're going into the boards, trying to go for the puck. And that's when you get turnovers. Uh, Edmonton, they're also another high-scoring team that uh, – you know, on a back-to-back, it's going to be a difficult task after coming off of the Calgary game because Calgary is also a high offensive team and they play very fast at home. So this is definitely going to be a, a, a gut check for this team. If they can uh, pull off two wins out of two and then have a game going at Vancouver, Vancouver, you know, in the Bruce Boudreau, they've definitely uh, been better. They've been improving, but they, you know, still not there yet. So if they can take care of Calgary and Edmonton, get a day of rest and get ready for the late game against Vancouver, if they can pull a three-win a three win week off of this road trip, that to me, that would say a lot. Two and one, I'd still be happy. But Yeah, I mean, I, three and oh. I'd be happy too. I mean, I'm looking at the Canucks. They beat the Rangers in New York 5-2. They beat the Islanders in on the island. They beat one in Toronto. Uh, they beat Calgary 7-1, and their only loss is a kind of a strange one to New Jersey 7-2. So we got to hope that that Vancouver team shows up. But the other four <laughs> games, very solid. Yeah. And what sucks is, like, Edmonton is going to have a lot of rest, you know, versus us is going to have to have a back-to-back night. Vancouver has gotten a lot of rest this week and only have going to have one game on a Wednesday before seeing us on a Friday. They're going to have rest. And meanwhile, we're just going to have these tired legs. What do you, what do you see, Anna? I'm just kind of hoping for the best, to be honest. I think I'm I'm just wanting to ride that, uh, you know, Kraken win, Carolina win, and they're in a good place right now with some healthy players that we needed back. So Calgary, I mean, you're going to have Johnny Hockey. All right. He's just one person. I think think we'll be okay with them. Uh, They are 33, 14, and 7. So bring it. Um, the next night though, I, I have to say, I'm a little like, uh, this could be that one game where the back-to-back is like, maybe not our thing, but it's okay. You've got Connor McDavid playing, um, but the Oilers are 30, 22 and four. So, you know, it, again, like, like I said, I went into last week playing, um, with the, the caps going up against Carolina thinking that was like, 
I, I didn't even know who was going to show up, <laughs> to be honest. Like, uh, this could have been a really terrible game. It could have been like a 7-0, you know, like, oh, God, what happened to the Capitals? And they, they showed up, they played, and it was 60 minutes, and they were flipping amazing. So I, that's what I'm kind of hoping for in Canada. Like, let's just rally. Let, why not? Um, but I agree, you know, you're going to get to the, the Canucks and you've got 20, 33 and six, but my big concern with them is, um, who they put between the pipes, whether it's Demko or, or Halak and both fantastic goalies. So, um, I'm, I'm looking for a two, one series and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I would be ecstatic with that. I, <laughs> I see it at one and two, but I'm hoping you guys are right, of course. But like, I just, this seems brutal to me. It, I, it you is. Know, I, like, it's a lot. I, I mean, I am scared for the worst possible scenario. So like, I, <laughs> I hope we're two and one, but you know, it's just, this is going to be uh, a this, rough one. I mean, this team, you know, has a good mix of veterans and young guys and the veterans know what needs to be done and know how to win on the road. And I'm just talking about pure exhaustion, man. Just th three I mean, games and four they're, nights. They're and they, they train for this. Over the last couple of weeks, they've only had two games, three games. So now they have three games, you know, in the four days when they had three games in seven days. <laughs> They they they're athletes. They they should be able to handle this. Is this is their job? They train their bodies for situations like this. This is yeah. kind of like the playoffs. You know, you'll have you know one boom, another one, then you have a day off, then you travel. Granted, they're traveling in between the two games, but you still get rest in the travel. It's all about getting on the ice, resting your body. You know, doing what you do to be an athlete and exhaustion doesn't play in your mind once you get on that ice and the drilling kicks in and you take that first hit against the Bulls. Exhaustion goes out the window. That. <laughs> right. Well, it's gonna be interesting to see who's the backup goalie because someone's gonna have to play at one of those games. Double B can't play all three. Like it's just. But I thought it, that's what they put. They called up for a call. I thought. Yeah, they did. But I just be interested to see if that's what they end up with. Do they do uh, a switcheroo? Bring you know Copley. Copley should play. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think would, so too. I I would be like a hundred percent on board heading to Canada with. Uh, Vanacek, number one, and Fukali, number two. Like, that to me would just be ideal. Cause, and it's not anything against Sammy, but I, I think um, there's something. I will say there has there is something about the Capitals playing stronger uh, in front of the net, just in general, when Vitek's between the pipes. So, I don't know. There's just something. I mean, and it's no, it's no disrespect to Sammy. Sammy's been giving up soft goals like in that Toronto game, he gave up two soft goals. That's why he got pulled. So, I mean, I don't know if it need to be a change. Look, look at what Varlamov, once he left here, you know, Colorado, New York, he's been playing stellar. So, <laughs> the that. scenery. And I mean, I think, I mean, I know you love him, Robbie, but I mean, we've seen what he's done. He's given the opportunity to be the number one guy. Granted, you know, last year, COVID and all that stuff. But he didn't take care of himself, though he didn't get it. He was out, you know, doing whatever. So I just think, you know, I feel confident with Double B. We saw what he did last year when he came in to fill in for Sammy and when Lundquist, you know, had the heart issue. And we saw what happened when he was locked in, when he was playing on a daily basis. He was killing it. So I just think if yeah. he can start getting consistency out there and the team has confidence playing in front of him, I think that, you know, there's been questions about the, the youth of our goalies and would they be – 
you know, good enough to go on a long run. I think if you give him the confidence and put him back there and they continue to play the defense they're playing and he continues to play like he's playing, I think yeah. they can, you know, get a nice, nice rhythm going. Yeah, I agree with you. No, I mean, I'm excited. I just, it, it's important to work your workhorse, but not overwork them, right? So there's a yeah. fine balance between like, you got to get the other guys in there. You, you can't play him three nights in a row. You know, I know there'd be one night off, but like, it's just, it's too much on his body. Even if he performed the back-to-back and was amazing, I still would say you don't play him in the third game. Which I think you bring Fukali up. So, like, yeah, so hopefully he plays that game against Edmonton and proves something. But, like, that'll be a really interesting uh, matchup for sure. Uh, Well, we have run over on time, but I've loved our discussion. Um, (laughs) Hannah, uh, I know that you guys are doing uh, Women's Month over at the Power Play Point podcast. Uh, So, uh, happy early International Women's Day. It's tomorrow. just let people know uh, real quickly what's going on in the Power Play Point podcast. And uh, oh my gosh, yeah. I wish I I wish I had more information to tell you. But yesterday was my uh, daughter's birthday party, so I wasn't on the oh, yeah. show. But I know Gil had two amazing female guests on who are huge Caps fans, and he's awesome and wanting to like have uh, female supporters and fans on. So if there's anybody on Sports on the Hill that wants to come on um power play point podcast contact uh gil or myself on our facebook page and we would love to have you on that's really uh, cool that you're highlighting women in all all month long so we appreciate having you join us all season long (laughs) and uh um yeah click on sportsothp.com click the power play or the podcast partners button and then the power play point podcast is there as well Uh, but anna thank you so much for joining us and we'll have you on next week while we celebrate our six year special and uh, hopefully some victories in canada let's hope so have a great rest of the show and i'll talk to you guys soon take care thank you all right carol real quick um i know there's some football talk maybe we're trying to give away the farm uh, to get a quarterback uh what what quick news hits do you got before we let you go yeah, well, the report that you showed me, I haven't had that confirmed, but they offered five first-round picks for Russell Wilson. I don't – I can't confirm that, and I honestly can't believe that for a 33-year-old quarterback that they were offered five first-round picks. But, yes, they did offer some first-round picks for Russell Wilson with Seattle, and Seattle vehemently uh, said, no, we're not looking to trade Russell Wilson. Uh, they're trying to, you know, work it out. Wilson has a no-trade clause, and he's changed his – social media, you know, profile picture to his old days at Virginia. So a lot of folks were, you know, trying to link one and one to make three. But, uh, yeah, Seattle shut that down. Uh, also, it's been confirmed that Brian Fitzpatrick will not be with the team next year. Uh, so uh, there's a rumor that the team is interested in Deshaun Watson. I'm not sure how that's going to play out with his legal issues. He also has a no-trade clause. and. One of the teams that he said he was not waiting for was coming to Washington. So I don't know where that's coming from. That's just it's a rumor. Also, you know, we all know they're looking to extend Terry McLaurin. They were actually, uh, Coach Rivera and his agent were actually talking this past weekend at the Combine and open up negotiations. Hopefully they get him locked in soon because we don't want that man touching free agency. Um, they're also talking to Landon Collins about restructuring his deal. Uh, also talking to Eric Flowers and a couple of other players about uh, their deal because they have a, a nice size cap number that they're looking to get down and get more 
cap space. I believe I saw the cap came out today. It's going to be around $206 million, which is the $25 million increase from last year. Uh, they're looking to exercise a fifth-year option on Montez Sweat. Also, uh, you know, De'Ron Payne is going into his upcoming fifth-year extension. So that's going to be a question mark about are they going to extend him? Tim Settle is also about to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, there's been some rumor of De'Ron Payne possibly being packaged in the trade deal for a quarterback. Uh, we saw the blow-up last year with him and Allen. We know they just extended Allen. He had one of his best seasons, his best season as a pro. So uh, not saying that De'Ron Payne isn't good, but, you know, when you have financial stuff going on, he's going to require a big payday. You still have Chase Young. You got to worry about Montez Sweat. Cam Curl will be coming up soon. So, yeah, you got to be ahead of the ball, ahead of the game when it comes to these contracts and everything. So it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. And the last piece that I have is that uh, with a quarterback situation, Malik Willis out of Liberty has uh, turned some heads to the combine. And there's been, you know, some rumblings that he might drop to number 11, which is the Washington's pick. And Rivera really likes him. He, uh, in the interview, he likened him to Cam Newton when he was recruiting, uh, you know, talking to him when he was getting drafted. So uh, keep a lookout for that. Uh, like Robbie said, we're having our uh, six-year anniversary next week. Then we normally take off a week or two, you know, before the season seven starts in April. But the draft is around the corner. So be on the lookout because I'll try to coordinate with Dujanae to get some pre-draft talk with all the NCAA stuff that he covers and, you know, get some insight on Mr. Willis because, you know, I have no idea who he is because I don't watch college. So, you know. But that's my piece for Washington Commanders talk. And nice. we'll get ready to get out of here on my feet. I know Robbie has the NBA roundtable waiting to uh, talk about the Wizards week that was. I saw that they're in, like, number 11 seed. And under- yeah, they're, they're right on the outside. It's the Caps are right on the inside, and the Wizards are right on the outside. And they both went two and one this week. So uh, some parallels in their trajectory. But uh, we've got a new player has finally played for his first game for the team, and he looks pretty good in Porzinga. Yeah, so I'm excited. My pardon, yeah, my pardon, NBA, you know, I saw a little bit. Yeah, with the Porzingis trade, I saw he played some five on five and didn't feel any soreness, and said that he would probably be in the lineup. And I saw Bradley Bill was talking about resigning with the team. Uh, I saw something about the supermax contract was like what two hundred twenty five million or something crazy. So uh, yeah, I'll let you guys break it down if you're watching my feed and you do want to check out the NBA because I'm about to get off with some videos and let them continue. You can jump over to sportsothp.com or you can jump over to sportsothp on Facebook. Or Robbie's Twitch feed, which uh, I'm not sure. uh, Yeah, twitch.tv slash Robbie G underscore sports OTHB. So uh, there you go. And also on sportsothp.com, you click the socials button, it'll have all of our links to our Instagrams, to our Facebooks, to our Twitters, to to the Twitch feed as well. So that's probably the best way for everybody uh, to check us out uh, using the new socials button. Uh, we'll have an updated website uh, for season seven coming up, but yeah, next week uh, I'm super excited uh, for our big six year celebration. Uh, we, we call it a stream anniversary or a Twitch anniversary on Twitch. I haven't done all six years on Twitch, uh, but uh, so we'll call it a stream anniversary, uh, but uh, it'll be uh, awesome. I want to give a quick little shout out to uh, Carly Champ 
Andy all subscribing on my channel today. So that's really awesome as well. And uh, anyone can always come by and catch Pokemon and play games on our Twitch channel as well. I really appreciate everyone for stopping by over there. But thank you, Carol, for helping us break down hockey uh, and some uh, football commanders news. I'm going to bring in my roundtable now, but uh, I appreciate you as always. And we'll talk more next week to celebrate six years. All right, man. Y'all have a good rest of the show. I'm about to get out of here. And y'all have fun. And I'll catch you next week for a six-year anniversary show. See people live from the lab, and I'm out. All right, thank you, champ. All right, thank and uh, thank you, Carolyn and champ here. We got Tim here. We got uh, Brian Brennan. We got Arun. We have the full five the, people. The prodigal table. son has returned. Brian <laughs> Brennan, know. the prodigal son, has returned. <laughs> I know Brian. He's got a top three star NHL player on his team. I don't know if he even knows this, but uh, your goalie, is it Igor? Yeah, your goalie got a top. Th- you got That's a top three position. Uh, and this week, I'm trying to remember if he was the second star or the third star, uh, but congratulations to you. Uh, it's rare for me, uh, and I'm not congratulating the Rangers fan on the hockey segment, you'll notice. I'm doing it in the basketball one, uh, but uh, but congratulations. Welcome back. I know we'll talk a little soccer um, at, at the end of this segment. Uh, it's really great to have the full team uh, here, and, um, and then we'll, we'll once again have a big celebration next week. Uh, for our six-year special where hopefully we'll all be back and then i'm also trying to get ej back on to do a march madness segment with us and also trying to get davy the sandwich guy to come join us again and have people from all different time periods of the show i have brian and arun uh if you guys want to talk uh march madness as well and of course champ and you and tim can give your uh thoughts as well we'll also have a live game next week against the suns uh with the wizards and so that'll be exciting so we may have champ and tim stay on the line to give us breaking news um from that game as well so lots to talk about that'll be the 10 o'clock hour the nine o'clock hour we'll preview that game we'll talk about this week uh wizards games and we'll also talk a little bit of nhl action uh up north from canada we're just breaking down uh, hey robbie last segment yes it's the warriors not the suns it's the Warriors, not the Suns. That's a good yeah. call. Okay. Yeah, well, that, um, I don't know if that's better We're or down worse. 20. We're down 30. We're down 40. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so that might be worse. Um, I, either way, uh, it'll be interesting, and hopefully we keep it uh, close. Uh, Brian, how have you been? Uh, I've been doing great. It feels good to be back on Sports on the Hill after a few weeks away. Uh, good to be back with all you guys. Hope you're all doing well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited for uh, college basketball to end and uh, go to the tourney. So good, good uh, month of sports. Uh, I'll really ask you this. Did you watch any of the UNC versus Duke game? Um, yeah, I watched that collapsed by Duke. It was pretty nice. And yeah, I can't wait to talk about the Wizards beating the Knicks. <laughs> It was two months ago, man. It was two months ago. You haven't, you, have, you, haven't you haven't ago. been on since we've had we've been I, waiting still, for that moment. Move past it. Move past it. It was two months ago, and both teams suck, by the way. So forget about it. Forget about let's, it, Arun. Let's break it. Let's break down the box score of that one now. No, no, we'll bring it up not, right now. Please. And uh, champ, how are you doing tonight? I'm 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 doing good. I'm doing good. Did a five hour stream yesterday to cover AEW Revolution, which was an awesome pay per view, by the way. And so I'm ready to talk about this week, which I believe a lot of us called that these were the games we we're going to win. 
yeah, this was uh, interesting. It's rare that, hold on, I gotta switch the view over here for the people on our Zoom feed. Go there, and hit that button. Let's see if that fixes it. It does. All right, so trying to figure out how I'll get everybody in the box. So I'm gonna become the talking head. I'm gonna focus on you for, for the, the live feed. Um, anyway, so the first game, um, here we go is on Tuesday against the Pistons. Uh, it was a, uh, a good start for the wizards. They outscored them 27, 24 to start. Uh, Detroit came back outscored them 40 to 36 in the second, the wizards outscored them by three in the third, um, and one in the fourth for a three point, uh, victory. Um, I'm just going to let you guys each break it down. Uh, I'll start off with Champ. Uh, what were some of your thoughts on this game? I mean, you see it right there on the screen that, you know, you had multiple players and double figures. This game was a, was so, so close throughout. And once again, as, I, as the message has been from me for this entire season has been that third quarter has been very, very critical for this Wizards team in terms of wins and losses. Anytime they can outscore an opponent in the third quarter, they usually win those games nine times out of 10. And here, even though they didn't outscore them by much, they outscored them enough that it led to pretty much the end result. They ended up winning by three. But, you know, with all the performance and scoring that you got, that's the way you win games is you score well, you play, you know, pretty good defense and you win these type of games. And this is a game that they need, they needed to win because they got to start making the move towards those final three or four spots in the playoff positioning. Otherwise, they're going to be on the outside looking in. All right, Tim, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, yeah, I mean, the Wizards and, and uh, Pistons are pretty much in the bottom of the East at this point. So not the best game, but the Wizards are a bit better. Uh, they barely eked out this victory. Um, I think the interesting thing was just uh, they've got Neto and Sato now, and they both um, are going to be fighting for minutes. You know, they have three point guards that, are, that can play a lot, but in this game, both players uh, played really well and got um, good contributions. So, uh, I mean, they – I think the – the rotation's sort of set now if they're healthy, but um, they kind of have an extra point guard uh, if everybody's healthy. So that'll be something to look at. But um, the Wizards really needed this win. The, the Pistons play very hard, but they, you know, they're just a bad team, and the Wizards got it done when it mattered. So it was good to see Sato back, though, and have a good, an important game. Yeah. Brian, what are some of your thoughts on uh, the Pistons? Um, yeah, so the Pistons obviously are not a very good team, but they do have some some players who can, I, I mean, I think are better than uh, what their record indicates. Like Cade Cunningham is the number one pick in the draft. He had 20 points in this game. Uh, Sadiq Bey, sorry to steal, Arun's Thunder. He went to Villanova and to nearby Sidwell Friends here in D.C. Uh, he had a good game as well. He had 19 points. He's been a good player for the Pistons this year. So is Jeremy Grant. He, he's been their consistent best player, but a really good all-around Scoring effort from the Wizards in this game. All five starters for the Wizards scored in double figures. They also got three guys in double figures off the bench, most notably uh, Thomas Bryant, TB, had 16 points. So um, I, I, I think this is a win the Wizards expected to get, but uh, overall a good offensive performance from this team. Uh, a lot of consistency throughout the lineup in this one. For sure. Arun, uh, final thoughts on this game? 
Yeah, um, I think everyone touched on it. The Pistons have been struggling, although they're not that bad recently. They've won six of their past eight games, with, and they just beat the Atlanta Hawks in overtime. So you take a win where you can get it. Two locals, uh, Steve Bay and Jeremy Grant from the area. So that was pretty cool. And as Brian mentioned, the number one overall pick, Kate Cunningham. So they're not, they're finally rounding into shape. They're a young team, so they really struggled. The Wizards uh, still almost have as twice as many wins as the Pistons. So still nice to get a win, but the gap between these teams is much closer, especially with Bradley Beal out. Um, but a win is a win and good win for the Wizards. For sure. All right, let's get into the next matchup uh, against the Hawks. So uh, the Hawks uh, came out on fire, scored 33 points in the first. Uh, Wizards only scored 25. Uh, the Wizards did better in the second, but still allowed the Hawks to score 35 points this time. But the Wizards scored 34. The third was dead even at 25. The Wizards kind of came back 30 to 24 and made a game of it. In fact, they were not leading at any point in this game, I believe, until the final minute. They got very close. I don't think they took the lead, but I think it was like a, a one-point game maybe. Uh, and they ended up losing 117 to 114. I'll start off with Arun this time. What were some of your thoughts on this? Yeah, um, DeAndre Hunter had an excellent game, 26 points, and Trey Young had 25 points. And even though this game was like a three-point game down the stretch, it didn't really feel that close because, as you mentioned, the Wizards never had the lead. Um, they closed the uh, third quarter on a 13-5 to run, and – after that, it was just like the Wizards did make it kind of close towards the end of the game, um, but it just wasn't enough. And Kyle Kuzma, 22 points, and KCP had an excellent game, 30, um, 28 points, uh, 10 of 12 from the field, really with a good game off the bench. But overall, not enough uh, defense, especially in that third quarter where Atlanta went on a run. And um, it was a game – these games, they're pretty close together, the Hawks and the Wizards, and the Hawks um, are below 500. So it was a, a kind of a winnable game, but Atlanta has talent. They did make the conference finals last year, and um, it's not. Um, it was bad that they let this game get away from them. For sure. All right, Brian, what are your thoughts on this game? Oh, yeah, this was definitely a very good game. It's hard to believe the, the Wizards didn't have the lead at any point in the game, and it was still that close. Um, but the Hawks, um, like, like Arun said, they have been struggling a bit this year. Uh, they are under 500. They're ahead of the Wizards. Uh, in, they're one position ahead of the Wizards in the standings uh, for the play-in. But they do have a balance. Like, they, they have a lot of guys who can score. I mean, we saw last year when they were in the playoffs. They're still not too far off from that team. You even saw it in this game with Bogdanovich getting 17 points off the bench. Uh, and, yeah, like, like Arun said, KCP had a great game for the Wizards. Kuzma had another good game. And Hot Rui Hachimura had another one, good one off the bench. But not enough consistency throughout the lineup. Uh, and the defense, like Arun said, definitely hurt them. So a tough loss could come back to haunt them uh, if they want to make the play in. But um, the Hawks are a good team. For sure. I was just showing people the, the updated uh, conference standings that they wanted to see them. Uh, Tim, uh, what were some of your thoughts on this game? So this game was very poorly officiated. Uh, Trey Young had more free throws than the entire Wizards team. The Hawks had 34 free throws to nine. For the Wizards and Kuzma was really pissed off after the game and I, I do think that you know the Wizards aren't going to get calls without Beal so 
that's not going to help. But, I mean, just the Hawks are a little bit better. The Wizards are playing a bit shorthanded. I think if Porzingis played in this game, the Wizards may have won, potentially, because he did make the difference, I think, um, in the last game. But it just, you know, not not great, because I think, obviously, the Hawks uh, have, you know, a little bit of a following after last year, and they've got a superstar on their team, so they will get calls. But players like Kuzma deserve deserve to get free throws too. I mean, it's just kind of crazy to see a discrepancy like that. But at the same time, I know the Wizards had a chance to win in the last minute, and they played really hard. So you can't blame the effort. And um, I think the coach is getting a little bit more out of the uh, – the talent that they do have now than uh, a couple weeks ago. So that's good to see. Um, it's just the Wizards aren't quite good enough to win uh, against playoff level teams at this point. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Champ, what are your final thoughts on this game? The score indicates that this was a close game, but as always, we have to say looks are very deceiving. This game was never really that close for the Wizards. They were down as many as 14 points, and where you're trying to come up from underneath like that against a team that was in the playoffs and made a deep run last year with the caliber of talent that they have, nine times out of ten, you're not going to win a game like this, especially when you have Trey Young going absolutely off and you only have four players in double figures. You're not going to win very many games like this. And that's what happened here. I think we all figured that they were going to lose this game, but they did get close towards the end. But by then in my, in this Wizards fans, humble opinion, it was too little too late. And here we are now another team that we have to catch up to, to make a, have a chance to get into that play in has beaten us. Yeah, we call it in hockey, it's kind of like a, well, we call it a four-point night. This is a two-win kind of thing because, like, instead of gaining one on them, they've gained one on us. And so, like, that becomes tough. you got to really beat the teams right in front of you in the standings uh, for sure. All right, let's get into the the good game uh, with uh, Porzingis' uh, first game uh, as a Wizard. Um, The Wizards started off uh, pretty good. They outscored Indiana 30-26. to Uh, the Indiana came roaring back, outscored them 35 to 27. Uh, in the third, the Wizards put up one of the highest scoring offensive quarters I've seen for a while for them, 39 points, and held the Pacers to 26 to really flip the score on them. Uh, and then it was a pretty even high scoring fourth quarter where the Wizards outscored them 37 to 36. Uh, for, and it ended up being a 10 point victory, 133 to 123. They said they were going to uh, put a minutes limit. Um, you know, on Porzingis, and they actually stayed true to their word for him to score 25 points in 21 minutes is very impressive. Um, when, when I saw he score 25 points, I was like, oh, they must not have kept to the, the minutes limit, right? And uh, but they did, and uh, so they really let a lot of players play in this game. We got to see uh, a little bit from a lot of different players, and I think that's what. Uh, was uh, key, especially in that big run in the third quarter. I'm going to start with you, Champ. Uh, What were some of your thoughts on this game? What have I been saying the last few weeks? The third quarter, right? The third quarter. Look what they did in the third quarter. And that's why they won this game. They dominated the third quarter. That's their, that's their, either their Achilles heel or their, or their kryptonite, or that's where they get their spinach is the third quarter. Either they go off in the third quarter and they go on to win, or they, fizzle out in the third quarter and then they lose. Porzingis 
hasn't played a game since January 29th, yet he comes in here and on tw- in 21 minutes, 25 points. His first two points was on an alley-oop that was a tip-in and not a dunk. And then he just goes off from there, had some really good defensive, uh, had a really good defensive block. Dude played absolutely phenomenal, and he had help around him. They, they, you see, they shot over 50% from the field. That's going to get it, get it done a lot. Bottom line is this was another game that we all said they would win because they needed this win and they got this win. And this is something great to have as you're about to go on a four game West Coast road trip is to get a big win like this at home with your biggest acquisition this season, making his debut and playing the way that he did. So Tim, I saw a stat somewhere that said Porzingis like basically outscored Bertans over in multiple games. Um, you know, <laughs> and so uh, I thought that was kind of funny. But I also know that we had to get you know rid of um, you know Dimwitty, who's been playing very well in Dallas. So we really needed him to have a good game to at least. And I get that it's you're trying to trade for a shorter contract. You know, not having all yeah. these years on it, uh, but he still needs to produce at some point, because you need a important player to get people excited about the team. So Tim, what are some of your thoughts on some of that? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because the wizards um, generally have had their best players, you know, be guards. So it's been a long time since they've had an exciting big man. Um, Obviously Porzingis has a lot of baggage and he gets hurt a lot, but just the time, the talent is undeniable. Um, it was crazy when Kutcher was talking about how when he shoots a three, like most players would be considered guarded because a guy is one step away, but because he's so tall and his wingspan, it's like an unguardable shot. So he got a lot of three pointers off and he shot well. Um, he played very hard on defense, which uh, was nice to see. Um, he looked really healthy, uh, which is good. I just wonder a little bit about the rotation. I mean, it's not a big deal, but Thomas Bryant uh, Jr. didn't play at all, and they started Gill, which was a little weird, but it worked, and um, it's a good problem to have, and I think we're going to see Gafford play power forward with him, so that's going to be an interesting big lineup, and they just have a lot of possibilities with their lineup now. They can play really big, Um you know, they could play six, seven and above for all five spots on the floor. So, you know, they can give some teams problems now, but it's just uh, it's good to see a big man in D.C. You know, just hope you have to hope he stays healthy because he's definitely really talented. Yeah, I, um, I don't know, Brian, I know that you don't like this guy. So like, I know <laughs> that you've got an inherent bias against him. Um, but I, I was happy to see that we finally like size has always been an issue for the wizards, right? I mean, from the outside mm-hmm. looking in and, uh, what, what are some of your thoughts now with the potential lineups? Do you think the wizards make a run into the playoffs here? Do you think they fall short? Do you think that they should still tank where, I mean, they're in that weird spot in that 11 seed. Like, what do you, from the outside looking in, what, what do you believe the wizards should do the rest of the season here? Well, um, just going back to Porzingis for a second. Yeah, I've made it pretty well known, my thoughts on him over the years. But at the same time, when the Wizards made the trade for him uh, last month, I actually thought that was a a good move for the Wizards. I thought it was a move that could really work out because I felt like Porzingis definitely needed a change of scenery from Dallas. I mean, Dallas 
I mean, for the next 10, 15 years, it's going to be Luka Doncic's team. And I felt like Porzingis needed a place where he could at least feel like the man. And I feel like Washington, D.C. can at least give him that opportunity. And, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect going into this first game, but he really killed it against the Pacers. I mean, that was I, – I don't think anybody expected 25 points from Porzingis in this game. I have to give him credit. That was a great performance in only 21 minutes, too. So – it'll be interesting to see what they do with his minutes moving forward. Like you said, um, if he keeps playing like that, I feel like you almost have to play him more, but um, yeah, I don't know what the wizards do. Um, the, I've, I kind of feel like the, just from my the way I've looked at the um, Eastern conference as a fan of another team that's on the outside of the playoff bubble looking in right now. Um, I, I would, it feels like those 10 teams are set. Like that's going to be the 10 teams that make the playoffs. But I mean, if Porzingis can have, you know, a nice run here, I mean, there's no, no reason to think that they can't at least have a strong second half in the season, as far as I'm concerned and end the season strong, you build something going into next year. I think that's the best case scenario for the Wizards moving forward, at least this year. Yeah, Arun, I didn't watch all of this game, but I heard that he played more at the tail end, right? Like they didn't, um, like they saved some of his minutes. It wasn't like they used them all in the first half and he was pretty effective in that scenario. Do you think that's something they continue to do? Um, I think they'll probably work him in more. He'll probably take more of Anthony Gill's minutes and maybe even some of like Rui's minutes who didn't really play that well. Um, I think Porzingis, this trade was really good for the Wizards because they didn't even have to give up a draft pick to get Porzingis. In fact, Dallas sent them a draft pick, and um, I don't think he's going to shoot from three like he did uh, against the Pacers, but if he even knocks down like 40% of his threes, then that's like a game changer. He's only shooting 30% from three with Dallas, and I think everyone alluded to that him and Luca didn't really seem to get along, and I don't even though Dinwiddie is playing a lot better with Dallas, it's still, I still think it's a good trade for the Wizards given the upside of the trade. And Dinwiddie's allowed to be like the third guard um, behind Brunson and Doncic, so he's able to excel. Whereas here, uh, Dinwiddie was asked to be the number one point guard, and the Wizards really, and he, and Dinwiddie wasn't stepping up to the plate. And he's blaming Wes Unsell Jr. for um, him. He was uh, told to be more passive, but I believe one press conference, Wes Unsell Jr. told him he needs to shoot the ball more. And I don't know. I think Dinwiddie just maybe he's just recovering from that ACL injury. Either way, I think that contract, he's getting paid like $17 million a year. So I don't think he he's playing great with Dallas. So it's good for I think this, there have been several trades that the Wizards have done with Dallas. They traded for Jameson. They got Devin Harris. We traded Karan Butler and Brendan Haywood and Deshaun Stevenson. They ended up winning a title and um, it worked. It's basically, they've been like win-win trades. And in this game, uh, Porzingis played well. He brought a lot of confidence to Sadoransky and Denny, who both had double figures. And Sadoransky also had a really nice dunk. And they were, um, Porzingis and Sadoransky were talking it up on the sidelines. It's good that they're developing some chemistry. I even think Denny was playing with more confidence. In this game, uh, the defense was pretty awful. Even the second half, the Wizards won because they scored 76 points, uh, but they gave up 64 points. I don't know if it's sustainable. I think they should probably – I think they should probably tank. They they will probably try to win, 
Um, but I don't think they'll make the playoffs as Brian said to the top 10 should make the playoffs unless some crazy injuries happen, which can't be ruled out. Yeah, for sure. Let me break down uh, the upcoming uh, games for us and I'll give each one of you a game. Uh, So the next one's against the Clippers. It's 1030 uh, in LA on Wednesday, March 9th. And then two days later, they play in the same building, but this time against the Lakers, also at 10.30, once again on Friday. And then on Saturday, they got a back-to-back to go uh, to Portland. Uh, so Saturday at 10 p.m. And then next Monday, so we'll recap those three games and we'll preview a game against the Warriors. It'll be a 10 o'clock start time. And we'll be talking about that live game while we talk March Madness uh, next week um as well so i'll give one game to each one of you i'm going to start off with a rune which game do you want to talk about we're going to have to talk about that lakers game uh lebron james they're they i believe the lakers are also in a similar position as the wizards they they need to play for a playoff spot because if you miss the playoffs given that they had championship expectations that'll be disastrous um they're going to be without anthony davis russell westbrook has been pretty bad this year and well up to his standard most people would have said you're crazy if you said Kyle Kuzma is having gonna have a better year than Russell Westbrook and that's pretty much what's been happening it hasn't been a good fit um, which was pretty predictable it's similar to former wizard Larry Hughes joining LeBron James and uh, the triple double machine isn't going to work it with LeBron uh, gobbling up the rebounds and I think the Wizards actually, I think they're going to win this game. Uh, Kuzma and KCP are going to play super hard. And the Lakers, they're currently on a downward. Um, they're playing pretty badly. In fact, they're losing to the Spurs right now by seven points. So I predict the Wizards will beat the Lakers. All right, Brian, between the Clippers, Trailblazers, and Warriors, which game do you want to talk about? Uh, I'm going to take the Clippers just so I can point out that they lost to the Knicks last night. Um, and ended the Knicks' uh, six-game losing streak uh, in the process. So um, I'm, I'm, I, I can, I mean, the Clippers are a tough team to read this year. Um, they've owned the Lakers when they played them this year. I mean, those matchups haven't even really been close. It's kind of interesting, like that. It's, it's like almost they've become the top dog in LA this year with the Lakers' struggles. But at the same time. You know, with Paul George and Kawhi out, they're a tough team to read. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's been out the entire season. Paul George has been out pretty much the entire season since close to the start of the season. Um, and last night they got pretty much manhandled by a Knicks team that was playing mostly younger players, and the younger players shined against this Clippers team. So I, I think the Wizards will definitely have a chance in this one. Um, first game of the road trip. I, I think the Wizards will be up for the task in this one. Sounds good. All right, Tim, I'm going to give you the Trailblazers game just because you have a history with Portland. Uh, yeah. So Yeah, I was going to pick it one. anyway. I, yeah. A good call. Um, yeah, the Trailblazers are a really bad team this year. They have a ton of injuries and people out. Um, they traded McCollum, Lillard's out. Uh, Simmons is out right now. I see they're currently losing in the fourth quarter by like 34 points to uh, the T-Wolves. So although they did win in D.C. earlier this year with a pretty depleted roster, I think the Wizards will take this game. Just uh, Portland's not playing for anything, and 
Um, the Wizards get, win in Portland pretty often, so I definitely pick them. Um, just, uh, you know, th- this schedule looks pretty hard um, this week, but I do think the Wizards can, can snag probably at least two games, so it uh, couldn't be worse. Sounds good. You think two, two out of the three we're talking about? Yeah. Uh, well, I was including I – w- I mean, I think they're going to lose to the Warriors, but – You think two um, out of four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I think two out of four is very doable. Yeah, Champ, uh, what are your thoughts on the Warriors game and the overall uh, – how do you think they're going to do this week? Um, I'm going to go a little bit more optimistic and say three and one. I think the Warriors game will be the one that they lose because, I mean, the Warriors are second in the Western Conference, which is one of the toughest conferences in, in, in the NBA. Though the the Warriors are not expected to have Steph or Draymond, uh, they still are a talented team. And, I mean, coming from – Coming from Portland, they have a day of rest, and then they got to go back into Cali and play it. This is going to be a tough one. They might play this one a lot closer than people are expecting, but I feel like they're going to lose this one. But I feel like they're going to win the other three, though one of, though the back-to-back is going to be a little bit dicey, but I feel like they're going to be up to the task. So I'm saying three and one. Wow. Just, just to interject, Draymond Green said he's probably going to come back in that game against the Wizards. He said today on his podcast he's targeting – the Wizards game as his return day. So Draymond Green will probably play in the Warriors game. Well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, uh, all right. So we're going to go to Brian next uh, to get his overall thoughts on uh, how do you think they'll do over the four games? Yeah, I I think three and one is doable champ. I, I think these are all winnable games. The Clippers are very inconsistent. The Lakers are a mess right now. Portland, is not very good. I would say those three games are all winnable for the Wizards this week. The Warriors, I should admit, are not playing as great as they have been. Um, ever since ever since Draymond did get hurt, uh, they've kind of they've not been as dominant. They've actually let the Suns kind of take a, a pretty commanding lead for the number one seed in the Western Conference this year. So um, I, I'm not going to say I, I'm not. I don't think they're going to go go win the game in in San Francisco in the Bay but uh, I do think that the other three games are all certainly winnable I could see three and one but probably more realistically two and two all right as we start to wrap up the show Arun give me your overall thoughts on the week and any final thoughts you have about anything at all um yeah the Warriors are below 500 without Draymond but as Brian mentioned he's going to come back uh it's pretty interesting that we're talking about trading for another quarterback from 2012, uh, the Washington <laughs> team and RG3's book got canceled. So yeah, other than that, it's pretty much not much going on with RG3. Apparently he says uh, Trey Lance is going to have a good <laughs> year and uh, RG3, I maybe Washington's going to try to sign him if they can't get Russell Wilson, although that's probably in RG3's dreams. But anyways, that's all I have for tonight. And thanks for having me on. But you enjoyed, we talked about at the beginning of the, of the segment. Arun, I hate you. <laughs> Coach Krzyzewski, we just got to talk about it one more time. I love that he went out a loser at Cameron Indoor to the Tar Heels. So if people don't know, I'm a, I'm a big Tar Heel fan. I always have been since I was very young. And 
So nothing gives me so much satisfaction to know because they blew them out in North Carolina early in the season, and that coach was on the hot seat. And I love the fact that they were able to to win that game when no one probably gave them a chance in it. And uh, I hope hopefully we'll uh, break down some fun stuff with March Madness next week with you, Arun. But I know as a college basketball fan, you had to have enjoyed that. Yeah, I think it was pretty presumptive to put your last game like Coach K's last game against like UNC, who's like your worst rival. Usually you want to like end like your last home game, like on a really happy note. And I guess North, they typically do beat North Carolina on average, like 60% of the time at home, but it's still like tempting fate. And they were blowing out North Carolina at one point, but I think North Carolina took this game more seriously than Duke did. And it was pretty funny to see coach K lose. And maybe that's why he's um, going to call it quits because he can't really get Duke up for games like this anymore. Maybe they can um, do better in the tournaments, but it's pretty funny yeah, that they've ended up losing this game. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk more college basketball with you hopefully next week and I hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Sure. Thanks for having me on. All right, Tim, I'm going to go to you next. Any final thoughts before we let you go? No, I just heard 92 former Dukies watched uh, Duke lose, so that's a, that's a lot of sad people. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, right. Yeah, no, I, I guess last thing, um, Brian can talk about it more, but we did watch uh, most of the D.C. United game together, so I know they have a 2-0 start. They don't look very – they don't look great. They're kind of getting it together, but they're 2-0, and so you, you'll take it. Yeah, that's actually a, a good uh, segue. Why don't we – I'll keep you on the line, Tim, if you want to have any thoughts about it, but I think I have a graphic change here. Let me see if that works. Yeah, there you go. DC United's very first time on the Twitch feed. Um, uh, so, Brian, let people know how they did in their first two weeks, and then Tim can uh, give any thoughts he has on it as well. Yeah, so um, DC United, like Tim said, is two and zero to start the year. Their first game uh, was against Charlotte, uh, Charlotte FC, which is a completely brand new expansion team in MLS this season. Um, and Charlotte is not very good. They're actually projected to be, uh, from what I've heard uh, from people I know, people I work with, they're supposed to be one of the worst expansion teams, maybe ever in like any sport ever. They're they're that bad. And Charlotte actually took the lead to start their game, but it was wiped out of the VAR review. So it stayed nil-nil. And then DC United went and scored three straight goals to win the first game of the season against Charlotte, uh, 3-0 at Audi Field, uh, starting the season 1-0 there. Uh, and then this week, like, like Tim said, we watched this game. Tim and I watched this game together uh, until my laptop died. So we missed the ending of the game, including DC United scoring the game-winning goal in the 98th minute against FC Cincinnati. Um, kind of an ugly game. Uh, Cincinnati's another team that's also really bad in MLS. And if you're bad in MLS, you're really, really bad. But um, DC United does get the win. It's an ugly win, but they'll take it. Uh, so they are 2-0 to start the season. Uh, their next game is on Saturday. Uh, this upcoming Saturday, uh, the 12th of March, it's at Audi Field. They're playing another fairly bad team in the Chicago fire. So there's a real possibility that DC United is looking at a three and zero start to the season. Um, should be a good rest. Of the, I mean, they, I think they have a chance 
to make the playoffs. As long as they keep racking up the wins, you never know in MLS. It's such a tough league, but you know, we'll see. Uh, they're off to a great start this year and yeah, pretty much it when it comes to DC United. Yeah. It's, uh, and also I, mean, I just it, want to say shout out to yeah. Charlotte as well. Cause they also broke the all time attendance record in MLS this weekend uh, with their first home game. They had 74,000 people wow. at their stadium in Charlotte. It broke the all time attendance record for MLS uh, so shout out to them for that. Uh, they're still that's not a very good team, that, but that's that, really cool. That they could fill the stadium for a regular season game like that. I know. And it's um, impressive. So how do they do in that game? Do they lose? Charlotte, they, yeah, they lost one. They lost one nil yeah, in the zero. game. One nothing. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a brutal decision, too. So, yeah. yeah. Tough, tough night in North Carolina sports, unless you're a UNC <laughs> fan. Right. There but, you um, Yeah. All right. Well, Brian, let people know. Uh, I don't know if you're doing your podcast this week, but are, are you bringing back March Madness? And uh, yes. Week? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I am doing the bracket challenge again this year, as usual. Uh, guest spot on my podcast, and for some other prize that I haven't figured out yet, but I've still got time to figure it out. Um, probably just be a gift card or something again. But uh, guest spot on my podcast as well, which I am planning on bringing back very soon. Uh, a little revised, but uh, looking forward to that. And yeah, thanks, thanks for having me on, Robbie. It feels good to be back on Sports on the Hill. Yes, thank you uh, for being on. Again, you can click the podcast partners button at sports.thb.com. Click uh, the um, upon further review with Brian Brennan button, and it will take you to all of his latest podcasts. And uh, we'll talk next week a little bit about March Madness as part of our six year anniversary uh, special. And I look forward to having you back on, Brian. Have a good one. Have a good night, everybody. All right, Tim, any final thoughts on any of the soccer before we let you go? No, just uh, shout out to Bill Hamid for the, sh- for the shutout, and he might uh, get called up to be the U.S. men's goalie uh, for the qualifiers, I hear. That would be awesome to have a D.C. Yeah. United uh, player uh, be for Team USA. Big sure. games, so yeah. it would be, be fun. For sure. All right, Tim, well, thank you for joining us. Hopefully yeah, we'll good night, talk guys. to you next week, and uh, Thanks. have a good week. All right, uh, Champ, any final thoughts that we have from you in the world of wrestling? Well, before I get into what we got ahead on the No Spots podcast, big shout out to Monumental Sports, uh, KPMG, Giant Food, and WTOP for combining to raise $100,000 to donate to the National Multiple Sclerosis Society to recognize the advocacy efforts of Dave Johnson. Dave Johnson's a great, great guy. He found out about his MS uh, diagnosis a, year, a couple years ago, and he's still calling Wizards games. Really good guy. I've gotten to meet him a couple of times when I've gone to Wizards games. And he's a genuine, nice human being. So great, great job for those organizations to raise that kind of money. That's a big, big, that's a big W right there. And coming up this week with No Spots, uh, Thursday night, myself and Sage are going to be streaming on twitch.tv slash true no spots pod. Uh, the first round, the round of 32 for the New Japan Cup has been completed. It was completed this morning. And the second round begins on Wednesday. So we will cover Wednesday. Wednesday and Thursday's action of the second round on the left side of the bracket there. And then on Saturday on twitch.tv slash true no spots pod, uh, myself and Sith, we will be recapping what was an amazing uh, AEW Revolution pay-per-view uh, of such a great pay-per-view. And we're going to be talking about that as well as all the fallout from that. Plus. WrestleMania 39. This is going to be a fun week. Twitch.tv slash True No Spots Pie and on SportsOTHP.com. Click the partners, uh, the podcast partners button, so you can listen to the audio of those podcasts. 
Sounds good. Well, thank you, champs, so much for joining us. I'll give you your uh, shout out uh, for people to check out twitch.tv slash no true no spots pod. Also click on the power play point podcast button. Uh, they can click the no spots podcast there as well. One of our longest uh, members of the uh, true radio network. And I'm excited to celebrate six years with you uh, tomorrow. It means that the network is uh, celebrating seven years, which is really kind of cool. I know that it existed for a little bit over a year before uh, our shows were able to join on the network, but uh, it's a big milestone that we're, I'm happy we're able to keep this network going. And uh, I'm proud to sit by your side and do this every week. And hopefully we'll have you on uh, next week to celebrate six years and uh, for season seven and beyond. God willing, I'll be here. Sounds good. Well, uh, tonight I'm not going to do a, a raid. I just, uh, I appreciate all my mods for hanging out with us uh, tonight. Um, I appreciate all you guys for subscribing uh, to the channel. I, I really uh, appreciate that a lot and uh, being a part of this with me. And next week, I'm super excited again for uh, to celebrate uh, six years uh, and uh, start season seven uh, at the beginning of April. Next week, we'll uh, break down um, you know, March Madness, a live basketball game, uh, how the uh, Caps did in Canada, uh, and we'll also then the next time you'll we'll be on will be the national championship game. So the entire tournament's going to happen uh, during our break. But I know that Carol might have some pop up shows here and there. But uh, but I love all of you guys. Thank you for supporting me. If everyone wants to listen to some good music tomorrow morning, ten o'clock, uh, Carly uh, has a great show. I'm going to give her a quick little shout out. Um, in, yes, indeed. Uh, shout out to Carly. Yeah, so definitely come join us 10 o'clock. Also, she's doing a mod appreciation stream on Thursday at 10 o'clock in the morning as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, also check out uh, Primordial Sounds, Andy. Um, uh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, let me do a shout out for him. Uh, he's been doing it great. And he's if you want to catch Pokemon, you can catch those over there as well. But thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, I'm going to end the Facebook feed real quickly. And uh, Robbie, I just looked at the Twitch stream because I have it on my tablet. I didn't realize you put the No Spots logo on this thing. That's that's lit. Yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to put more graphics and stuff there, and and try to keep on up in the production every week. And uh, we're gonna uh, stop the live stream. Thank you, everyone over at Facebook for watching.